Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, episode 81 of the Rocket Punch Cast, the one that comes out during the Hollow Week. Ooh, I'm a ghost. Oh, I'm scary. Yeah. No? No. No? No. And I tried. If you had like 5,000 ghost emojis over you, I would at least laugh at you, but you wouldn't be scary. Okay. Yeah. Well, I tried, guys. As normally, I'm your host, Cameron Kearns, here, along with the man who sold the world, Will Turkhurst. Hey, man. If that means uh, I can get a couple trillion out of it or a small loan of a million dollars, then we'll be okay. (laughs) Turn that check into cash? Yeah. (laughs) Or you can make those checks out to cash. There you go. There you go. Either way works, right? Yeah. No, no, we're good. Well, how you doing, man? It's, It's Halloween. For Rocket Punch here, we're celebrating Halloween. Oh, actually, specifically, Halloween 2, Return of Halloween. This is our second year doing this. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, actually, I'm doing quite well. Um, just found out I will have gigabit internet by the end of the day Wednesday. Yay for internets. Now, you have to tell the people at home, right. what, what were you rocking before? Tell us the saga. I, I'm currently rocking 6 meg DSL. Ooh, volume. I'm going to turn that down. So, so Yes, 6 meg DSL with three quarters of a meg upload, and I'm going to be going from that to gigabit up oh, and down. Damn. That's not too bad. So, not too bad. yes, I don't know if I'll be able to do all the streaming in the world, but I'm certainly going to try. So you're going to see more of my ugly mug on the stream instead of just Cameron all the time. Yeah, that's good. Nobody nobody likes to see me. They don't, they don't like They want to see that beard. Like, ooh, grow and so you gotta reach I, out and touch them. So, what screen. you're saying is, I need to paint my face and my head green and then chroma key my face out. <laughs> that was just a beard. Dude, if you did that, I would love you forever. I still love you forever, but it's totally cool. No, yes, um, Will has Gigabit now, so hopefully soon we'll be streaming a lot more on um, from him on the Rock Punch feed. Um, hmm. Uh, we may have some where it's saying uh, potentially lost connection. Oh, Are you, do you see that cam? Let's find out. One moment, guys. We're currently working on it. Okay. Uh, we we have been reconnected. Yay! Yep. Gotta love internet going up and down here. I'm I've got a little key right here that I'm watching that shows us what everything looks like here. Um, we're back. Yes, Good. we're back. We're back, folks. Don't worry. We didn't go anywhere. Unfortunately, you guys already probably missed the the. The chroma key and the green skin and just the beard. So, uh, yes, uh, to circle back here, um, since everybody only cares about my beard, the joke was, well, why don't I just paint my skin green and then chroma key my skin out of it so it's just oh, a floating beard for the I stream. Would, I would pay money. Pay money for that. 100%. How much money? <laughs> oh, really? That we're going to go. Okay. So let's go ahead to start off the Halloween celebrations. Let's jump into our table talk. What we always like to do. Will, what have you been playing this week? So on the Switch, I've been playing Comico. Okay. What is that? It's a <laughs> little uh, inexpensive. It's like five bucks um, game. It's a eight sixteen bit somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, not enough bits or not too many. I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, ultimately though, you're given one of those, um, like warrior maidens mm-hmm. and the whole, uh, purpose is to kill all the things really. And then unlock certain things. Okay. So where, where, what we're going to do, we're talking in chat. I'm going to jump in here and see if I can figure out whatever, what connection issues are going on. Well, we'll talk about what games you're playing. I'm talking with you anyway. Yeah. So you've get like a choice of four warrior maidens or something along those lines. 
I've gotten halfway through the game with the archer chick. Sword chick, forget about it. I cannot do that. Too many monsters, too close, not enough hit points. I will die every time. So apparently in that game, I need to be an archer. An archer? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. I'm going to go yell at my wife. Hold on. <laughs> well, uh, Wait, yep. are you on the internet? <laughs> We're trying to stream a podcast. That is hilarious. Well, guys. Okay, I think ooh, that was me by, off the camera here. Um, is that? Are we good? <laughs> Did, is is everything fine? Is that, is everything better? Okay, it's looking good for now. Let's hope it stays that way. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, warrior maidens, um, pray your wife isn't one. She may stab you with a sword. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, beyond that, uh, I was playing Destiny Two with Chaz. Okay. Um. um yeah. No. It, TW Swordsman. If he's in the stream, I was playing with him. I haven't had a chance. Like, how's that been? How's Destiny Two been? I have. I've, it's been like a week or two. Since it's good. Been. I'm at like uh, light level two ninety seven now. Okay. That's so, awesome. Have you, you still haven't done the raid, which is really cool. The fact that you can get that high without doing the raid. Yeah. No. Um, well, I mean, sometimes you get a 420 blaze it if you want to get that high, but still. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, Cam will probably be sleeping in the office, but whatever. <laughs> we'll find out right after this. I'll send out a bite if I'm on the bed tonight. Um, <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. No, I like one of the things you put in here in the comments. The PC release. By the yeah. time the audio listeners hear this. Destiny 2 for PC will be out. Now, how excited are you for Destiny 2 for PC? Uh, I'd be more excited if I could play it Monday at midnight. But uh, I'm going to have to at that point, honestly. It's Hashtag first world problems, whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know. I won't have my gigabit <laughs> then, though, so, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you, Racing for the Finish. Oh, thank you, Racing for the Finish, for the cheers and the bits. We appreciate it. Yes. Um, but, no, um, beyond that... It's, uh, I don't know. I can't wait to play it. I'm going to hook my uh, plebeian controller in there, turn off the aim assist, and start wrecking fools. I like the sound of that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump in. I don't know when. Hopefully it'll be on launch day. But as people will find out, <laughs> the week for Rocket Punch is quite full. <laughs> so we'll see if I get some time to play some Destiny Yeah, if you hit our Twitter at Rocket PC. Punch Go, um, you'll see our little weekly uh, schedule that we make. Oh, no. We're, we're going to plug it. Don't worry. Plugs but, are coming. No, no. But I, I also want to say, you can also look at our Twitch schedule, and you'll see the insanity that is impending. Yes. Uh, we're we're some crazy dudes here at Rocket Punch. We're streaming every day this week except for Saturday, and I may still stream Saturday. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, there's going to be the hashtag get good. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Destiny 2's aside... <laughs> I'm super pumped. Oh, well, at least games that I've been playing for Table Talk. Um, I played Sonic Mania a little bit on my Switch. Um, still stuck at the... I don't know. Chat will probably correct me. I don't know what level it is where it's uh, basically like the airship. And you're like basically grabbing the poles and kind of shooting around. I got to the final boss. Second level, final boss. Mm-hmm. Died once, and that was my last life. Game over. Had to restart the whole thing. So what you're telling me is you made Sonic a pole dancer. Moving on. <laughs> no, uh, Sonic, Sonic Mania again. Very fun game. 
I, I'm, I'm gonna enjoy that on the trip. Flying we battery. We go to BlizzCon. Yeah, flying battery. There you go. Did somebody did they correct flying battery? Yeah, that's it. Uh, of um, course, our resident Sonic master. He would know. Would know. He would know. And I played that, and then I also, per recommendations from Will and Chat, um, I did pick up Stardew Valley on the Nintendo Switch. Um, the game is really fun. The game is really good. I did not expect to like it as much as I do, just because farming sims usually I'm not a fan of, but I think the RPG aspect of it more is what I'm kind of vibing with. And so um, I'm definitely kind of feeling that vibe. Uh, Peck Alive in chat says, Bonsoir. Uh, hey, Bonsoir. Hey, what's going on, man? Thank you for joining us. Incredible Threat in, in chat also says, Boo, get good. <laughs> oh, Stardust Symphony. Good. I have something to look forward to for Sonic. But no, Stardew Valley was really good. I had a lot of fun um, farming. It's a very simple game. And I think with a lot of the hits we've been getting this basically the whole year, it's nice to have something calm that I can carry with me. It's okay. We only have to wait till 2027 to deal with this again. <laughs> <laughs> you only, you get, apparently every 10 years on the seventh part of that decade. But I will tell you one thing. It is... I'll tell you why the Nintendo Switch is revolutionary. I'll tell everybody in chat too. When you can play a game like Stardew Valley and take it to the bathroom while you're taking a poop. Yeah. Cameron really? gives the one the, the two not, thumbs way not, up. Not taking Breath of the Wild to the bathroom or Mario Odyssey, which is about to come out, or Mario Kart. No, it's or Stardew Arms, Valley. But Stardew Valley. You like no, those are to some extent those could be twitchy and stuff, but Stardew Valley, no, you, you relax. You're already on your throne. You can relax. <laughs> you don't have to stress out. Because you know you feel long, you, you know what I'm talking about. Every, you know what I'm talking about, chat. Don't act like you don't. So what you're telling me is you get sweaty. Not going to answer that <laughs> question at all. Um, but, but it, I just, I'm enjoying Stardew Valley a lot. I'm glad. Thank you guys in chat and thank you, William. You always keep me honest um, for picking a really great game. That will be a great game. We will play. I'll definitely play on the trip this upcoming weekend. If you didn't know, I'm so excited. So excited. We're going to talk about it probably throughout this entire stream that we're going to BlizzCon. I am leaving at the end of this week. Will will be leaving along with Chris Scott from Credible Threat Gaming next week, next Thursday. Is that right? Like right before BlizzCon? Yeah, no, we do leave Thursday. Sorry, my, my brain locked up for a minute. It's like, I can't believe it. We're less than two weeks out. Less than two weeks out. Um, Racing for the Finish says it's called multitasking. That's right. See, he gets it. He understands. Um, but no, it, uh, we're super excited. We've got a lot of stuff building up for you so let's just go ahead and talk about it right now if you did not know this is the rocket punch cast this is basically the podcast where groups of friends join this table to talk about video games into microphones you can always join us on twitch every sunday night at 7 p.m as we stream it live directly to your eyeballs or you can also listen to it archived video or audio over um, on your podcast service of choice if you are listening on the audio version as well, definitely don't forget to rate and review the podcast. That definitely, definitely helps us out. If you have no idea who or what Rocket Punch is, then you definitely got to go to rocketpunchgo.com. That's going to be your one-stop shop for everything we do, all of our podcasts, our videos, everything that we ever create is going to be at that website as well. Um, for people that are new in chat or old friends that are coming back, you can also always remember if you have any questions for us, 
throw them in chat. We're reading it. The show is live. We're not, it's not pre-recorded at all. We're looking at chat right now and any questions you ask, we will answer at the end of the show. So um, if you have any questions for us, whether they're about rocket punch or just off the wall questions, just let us know in chat and we'll answer them at the end. Um, oh, man, I'm, I'm on fire with the plugs today. Um, news <laughs> items that are coming on. If you didn't tell from the intro video, and it may have been hard because of some of the technical hiccups, I had to yell at my wife, and I'm probably getting in trouble for that. Thank you, chat. Um, Hollow Week is here. Hollow Week 2, the return of Hollow Week. This yeah. is Rocket Punch's Halloween celebrations. All this week, we've got everything's going to be Halloween themed, as you can hear from this podcast, from Tank and Spank. Yeah. Um, uh, we will be having Halloween spooky game streams all week. Um, yes. It definitely, I mean, you're, if you're watching us on Twitch, go ahead and favorite this channel because we will also be giving away a game each night for people that are tuning in for those streams um, to give you guys a rundown so you are prepared. Uh, Monday, the 23rd, will be Oxenfree, which is a really fun kind of indie-ish title, very spooky, kind of like high school kids on this island, all of a sudden this spooky stuff happens. Um, a very fun game. I'm glad to stream it. Um, Tuesday will be Resident Evil 7. Um, we can stream that night, which is... Everybody needs a reminder of how great that game is, especially with Game of the Year coming up. Um, no, on Wednesday, we're going to be streaming a game, Little Nightmares. I don't know if everybody's heard about this. Um, you've heard whispers of it. I don't think you... I, I've seen, essentially, today and like a trailer before on one of the yeah. big sizzle reels. It's a really cool game about this little boy who's kind of escaping this huge boat. And everybody wants to eat them. And it's very spooky and scary. If you have Steam or Google Little Nightmares on Watch the Trailer, it's really spooky. Um, on Thursday, we will be streaming The Evil Within 2. Um, I'm super excited about that one. I didn't play the first one, but the second one looks really, really cool. A lot of people have been into it, so I'm definitely excited to check that out. And on Friday, we will be streaming The Oblo 3. I'm getting a little Necromancer play because it's really not Halloween without... Diablo and Necromancers and all the other good stuff. Yeah. But um, definitely tune out. Tune in each day of those weeks if you can make it. Um, we'll be streaming those games at 8 p.m. Central. Generally, or times may change depending on our schedules. But we will be giving away a game in each one of those streams. So it's definitely something to check out and tune into as well for this week. Um, as well as all the other spooky Halloween goodness we'll have for you guys this week. Um, as I said before, we will be at BlizzCon um, during that weekend, I think it's November 3rd through the 4th, uh, Rocket Punch will be at BlizzCon along with Credible Threat Gaming. Um, definitely tune in. Um, go ahead and like us over on Twitter at Rocket Punch Go. We will, we will be tweeting directly from that Twitter account. We'll also be shooting a lot of bytes. If you don't know what our bytes are, that's our kind of bite-sized audio radio station-like formats that we'll be shooting to you guys during our time in California for BlizzCon. The other things you don't want to miss. Um, we had some pretty good Waffle House chats earlier today, so if you haven't heard those, you you got to check those out um, as well. If you did not know, we are now in the midst of our Extra Life effort. Um, you can go to rocketpunchgo.com slash Extra Life and check out all of the Extra Life plans we have. Lord help us, we're going to be doing a 49-hour live stream starting on November the 17th. We're going to have games. We're going to have guests. We're going to have giveaways. It's going to be crazy. You're going to see delirious people streaming at odd hours of the time. And I mean all kinds of weird stuff because 
I mean, let's be fa- let's just be real here, man. Last year at the end of twenty four hours, we were starting to lose it. Oh yeah, now it's forty nine. Oh boy, I can't even wait to see how all, crazy it's going to be. All I gotta say is, you better buy stock in either Starbucks, Five Hour Energy, whatever company, because we're going to be spending like eight hundred paychecks on there. Oh yeah, it. Um, but if you don't know what Extra Life is, it's a great initiative for gamers to. Um, also, racing to the racing for the finish. It's hard root beer from Coney Island, thanks to uh, Chris and Incredible Threat the other night. But it's a great effort that we're doing to stream games directly to you for forty nine hours and um, raise money uh, to be donated to Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Um, you guys, our donation page is live, so if you do want to donate to that cause, you can do so right now, either by going to our main page over at rockpunchgocom slash extra life, or if you want some swag as well, you can also pick up our Rocket Punch Extra Life t-shirt um, over at teespring.com slash rocketpunch. Um, you can also find that at the main page as well if you just go to rockabunchgo.com slash extra life. But um, mm-hmm. we have our logo. It's a really cool shirt. And 100% of the proceeds and profits from that shirt go directly to Extra Life. We are not making a cent off those. Yep. So if you want to donate and help a great cause and get a shirt in the process, that's a great way to do it. Um, but also, like um, Will, like you said, we have our weekly schedule up. It has been shot off on Twitter and on our main page. So if you mm-hmm. want to know... If you forget what games are going to be streaming this week for Halloween, want to know what the podcast topics are going to be, you can go over to our main page or on follow us on Twitter to find out what those topics are going to be. Um, man, whew, that was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. I mean, we're all we're we're so busy. We're doing all this crazy stuff here. Let's take a moment, like we do every episode, and talk to our patrons here. Um, if you guys did not know, we are on Patreon, so if you would like to support the show, you can always help and support us over at patreon.com slash rocketpunch. For as little as a dollar, you can help us each month keep the lights on, as we like to say, and depending on the tier that you choose, you can also get awesome swag in the process, like buttons, stickers, swag, shoutouts, anything like that. And speaking of shoutouts, let's give a shoutout to one of our patrons that has been helping us out. Uh, Mr. Chris Scott from Credible Threat Gaming. We keep throwing his name every time we talk this, talk in our podcast here. But um, Chris has really been helping us out over on Patreon. Um, he runs his own YouTube and Twitch streaming channel, um, Credible Threat Gaming. You can always go find his content over at CredibleThreatGaming.com. They stream every Tuesday and Thursday from 8.30 to 10.30. So if you're looking for some other awesome streamers as well, those are definitely the guys to choose. Um, Destiny 2 is coming out, so they're going to be streaming that for, I'm sure, a good little bit um, on PC. He's really excited about that. And also for all of our patrons as well at the $3 or more tier, your Rocket Punchcast bonus episode for this October 2017 will be coming to you this week. Um, It's going to be a very... (laughs) I, I, I pitched Will the title... And he approved it, if that tells you anything. So um, it's going to be definitely interesting, very fun. You should definitely check it out, patrons as well. I think it'll be a really good one. But let's get down to business. Mr. Turkhurst, to our topics of the show. Um, number one, let's talk about killing off single player. How about that? Since it's Halloween episode, we want to scare people. We just gave half the people in stream a heart attack. We're going to kill off single player. We're going to talk about that. You ready for this? Yeah, sure. So there were a lot of different conversations in the gaming industry this week. And the one that really jumped out this week was, and I think hurt both of us, 
was EA closing Visceral Games. Yeah. Um, they closed Visceral Games, which, for people who don't know, Visceral Games, the maker of one of my favorite horror series, Dead Space, uh, they that studio made that game. Um, that studio is closed. And number one, that makes me, that crushes me because I loved Dead Space. Dead Space 2 is one of my favorite horror games, um, probably of all time. And they're shutting that studio down. The Kind of the more important part of this is that this was also the studio that was working on the kind of single-player focused Star Wars game. Yeah. Um, that Amy Hennig of Uncharted writing fame was leading. She was a writer, Correct. the lead writer on that. Um, Isn't this also uh, the team that was formed from the ashes of the 1313 team? No. Because uh, I, I think there was... I I don't remember. No, because I, I believe a lot of uh, the ideas behind the playstyle for that was mm-hmm. going to be in this game. Oh, okay. I, they, I may be mis, I may be wrong, but I believe that was part of why that game was so hyped. It wasn't just Amy Hennig penning it. It was also like a lot of that. Like there were going to be almost like Phoenix Rising well, yeah, well, well, kind of deal. The big. I know one of the big draws was that it wasn't going to be like Battlefront. There was going to be like a big single fl- single player focused like story driven content to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and EA came out with a big post out of nowhere saying that they were can- shutting down the studio. They weren't canceling the game, but what one of the things they were doing they were moving the game over the development to their uh, one of their offices in Vancouver. But was what was interesting? What a lot of people focused on on this talk was kind of how they basically said they were taking the game in quote a new direction. And the talk we'll link for audio listeners. Um, we'll link the show notes and give you a link to some of the resources here for this story. One of the quotes that one of the um, studio heads gave was basically along the lines that a lot of people interpreted was that it's no longer going to be like a single player focused thing, but more like a games games as service type of scenario, maybe along the lines of destiny and things like that. And I know one of the things that coupled with, and we won't go too deep into this, but the Activision kind of microtransaction patent that kind of lit the internet ablaze where basically Activision had a patent where they could make in multiplayer games, have a psychological way to get people to buy microtransactions. It got me thinking, and I figured we talk about it because it's Halloween and talk about scary things. Yeah. Is that, could this be the end of single-player games? Um, will this and other trend with these trends, with these stories, are single-player games going away? And will games as services be the new trend in gaming? Or is, it, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, firstly, I, I'm severely disappointed about them shutting down the studio because... They were already heavy into that game. To then take all of that work and put it onto another team in a different area means that the initial spirit's going to be gone behind the game. We're, and I pulled up. I'm interrupting myself here. Um, they Polygon reached out to EA asking about Amy Hennig's future at EA, and they said they're in discussions about her next move. Yeah, and it really sucks for her because she was... Working on Uncharted 4, went off of that project and left that, went to directly to this game, and now has been moved off of that. And it's like, she can't catch a break, and it sucks for her. She's a, like, if you've played the Uncharted game, she's a great writer. She, yeah. she weaves a very wonderful tale. Yeah. And so, going back to my other point, though, 
when you pull some work from a team and then throw it on another team, there's a lot of morale crushing moments in there. Yeah. And I just don't believe you're going to get the same caliber of game out of it. I mean, I, I know one thing for sure. This game, if you thought this game was coming out in 2019, you were sadly mistaken. Now this uh, is a 2020, 2021. Yeah, no, they're this. They did say they're going to use most of the assets from this game um, for when they move it over, but it's still you're looking a good while for this game. But more importantly, like, what do you think about this? It does. Some of the signs, not only with this, but some of the stories we've also also listed to the past couple of weeks, do we think this is the end of single player? Is that going away? I think this is the end of EA making single player only games. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I, I think, well, Madden's not going anywhere, and that's a big multiplayer game. Um, it is. Online component. Anthem is going to be a multi- multiplayer game, but they it's just lost way. a studio head. They gained one. They got him back. Um, they got Casey Hudson back. Okay. Um, for that, for the studio specifically working on Bioware um, or working on Anthem, I think they're fine. It's just the Bioware stu- studio head, Casey Hudson, come back. Right. And I know plenty of Bioware fans that are miffed about all of this. Mm. Well, Bioware we, fans are a special breed. Let, let's I was, I was that say, we, we, haven't, we haven't heard much about that game yet. So if you think that's coming out next year, you're a fool, <laughs> my opinion. But. No, no, no. 2021 minimum. I'm, I'm just kicking it way out, so I don't even get my hopes but up. But I guess... No, I just I really don't see anything truly single player coming out of EA. If it's not an indie thing, then they're just publishing it. Other than The Sims, and they haven't made a Sims game in God knows how long. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to be surprised if, based on the lessons they've learned the past couple of years with making money, mm-hmm. that that will have it's going to have an in-game store where they can get microtransactions and have some type of loot box scenario, quote unquote. Yeah. It's going to be all. It's going to be online. Um, there might still be a single player component, but like the, I, I mean, other than EA, do you think that from the industry as a whole that single player is going away? No, the indie scene is going to keep that alive. Plus, companies like Blizzard, Blizzard, they've got WoW, which is obviously multiplayer. But StarCraft, if you're playing the story, is very much a single player experience. Um, Diablo is not. Overwatch is definitely not. Like the, I guess, think about your. I'm thinking but looking at their RTSs. hits right now. You got World of Warcraft. Yeah. You got Overwatch. Yeah. And you you got Hearthstone. Those are the three big hits. Yeah. Um currently right now and they're making money off these loot boxes and these multiplayer scenarios and you can get all this other stuff that they're pulling in. Um now you with Diablo, you can still play it single player. You can. Um but that game was built to be a multiplayer game. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Hands down. Um 100%. Um going to be honest, man. The way I'm seeing everything, as far as this goes, mm-hmm. it's essentially going to be the indie space, Nintendo, Sega. Sega. I'm sure Chris is cringing about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be one of those where I, it's going to go back to the Japanese publishers. You think it's going to go back in the hands well, of... Well, Persona 5. Never saw it coming. Nope. <laughs> Let's see, Beyond Persona 5, Near Automata, and that a single player? Yep. Um, Mario Odyssey, single player, Breath of the Wilds, single player. Wow, okay. These are good points. I actually yeah. never thought about this. Horizon Zero Dawn, single player, and that's a, you know an American studio. Yeah, um, uh, Guerrilla Games yeah. for Sony. Well, it, they're from the North American continent. I can't remember if they're in California or Vancouver. No, I think Guerrilla's over in um, Europe. Oh, are they? I think so. Yeah. I thought they were... Uh, never mind. Whatever, they're Sony. 
Um, That's all that matters. <laughs> it's Sony. <laughs> Whatever. It's Sony. They're owned by the Japanese. Um, yeah, I mean, those are all massive hits. Mm-hmm. And that's not even including, including like Hellblade, which is a good thirty dollar tier game, yep. mid tier game. Yeah, so. I don't. My response: Are oh, they kill? Oh, I'm sorry. Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, that was ja- single player. Capcom, Japanese publisher. Yeah, that that's a good point. <laughs> bringing up Japanese publishers, a lot of their games have been very single player focused. Uh, my answer to the question: Are they going to get rid of single player games? No. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going the way of the dodo. But I think from, especially piggybacking off your point, from a lot of American studios, I think we are seeing less and less of those. And I believe one of those reasons are the talks we've had, the past few weeks about microtransactions and loot boxes. And regardless of where your stance is on the side, the fact is that from those corporate heads, those publishers, that's making money. That's what's getting them. That's what's getting Activision Blizzard $3.6 billion in um, microtransaction money alone. Like, not even counting game sales or anything like that. Well, they own King, too, so. that's But e- even so, yeah. that's, you know, with same with EA and same with all these other studios like Ubisoft and things like that. Especially a lot of them that are making um, in kind of North America, in our region, and pumping them to the U.S., We've seen more and more of this, these trends with games as services. There's going to be some type of loot box scenario. Or even a lot of these, even with games that do have a single player component, games that Shadow of War, where I've heard that you still need to have like an online connection in order to connect online so it could pump you the microtransaction stores so you can get your loot boxes and your, I'm sorry, your war chests, quote unquote, um, so you can get your leg- legendary orc. Um, GT Sport just came out this past week. Uh, apparently, if Wait, you were you're n- telling me a Gran Turismo game finally came out? It did. Finally. <laughs> finally. I know. It was really quiet. It was very hush-hush. Um, you can't, at least from reports that I've seen, if you play offline, you have, like, a lot of your modes are very limited. You don't have a lot of access, and you have to be online just to access some of that, those modes. Hmm. And it's... It, it's a little crazy, and but we are seeing like like the games you listed: Persona Five, Near, Horizon Zero Dawn. We're still getting these single player focused games. Now, I think that what your point on the indie game scene, yeah, the indie games I believe are still going to drive that simply because building a multiplayer infrastructure is just too much money. It's too crazy. Oh no, it's definitely expensive. But I mean, just looking at it objectively, lately. Those games, Stardew Valley. It's it finally has multiplayer, and the first version to get it was the Switch version. But up until this point, it was single player. Yep, it's been single player. And War, I think Wargroove is going to be local multiplayer only. Okay, as far as I know, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, but but it's interesting. In everybody's heard all the conversations around the industry of like voting with your wallet. I think that a lot of these bigger companies are pushing, trying to find a way to weave their game into some type of games as service so they can integrate microtransactions in there to make more money. But I believe a lot of fans have spoken about keeping the single player spirit alive and keeping that in the game. Um, Perfect examples are Titanfall. When the original Titanfall came out, it was multiplayer only. True. And 
as as well as it did critically, I think sales wise, it wasn't exactly where they wanted it to be. And one of the big pushes for that was that it did not have a single player campaign. Yeah, Titanfall two came out and it had a single player campaign. I think it did in the end. I think it still did about, about as well, maybe a little bit better because it had a lot of stiff competition when it came out. I mean, it was smack dab in between Call of Duty and Battlefield that year. That's not a good place to be in. Yeah, <laughs> especially during the holiday season. But the fact that that was still in there and they worked, and that was a big push for Titanfall 2 was it's got single player, it's got single player. Star Wars Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront 2, kind of same story. It now has, that's one of the big driving forces they're pushing for that game is that it now has a single player campaign. Yeah. That's coming into the game. I don't know how I feel about Battlefront 2 right now, honestly. After this whole shutting down Visceral thing, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, but even again, it's kind of it has that single player mode. But guess what? Loot boxes are still in there. They're EA. They're trying to find a way to integrate loot boxes into that game, especially for the multiplayer, because most of the for the average person, your single player game, especially in those types of games, you're only spending a couple of hours. Then after that, most people don't bother with it anymore. They're always online. Yeah, no, you're right. And that, I just don't, for me personally, I enjoy my single player games. I would dare say I like those a little bit more than multiplayer. Like, no, don't, don't get me wrong, I appreciate a great multiplayer game. Big fan of Overwatch. Um, Titanfall 2, loved it. Um, the list goes on and on. Love Diablo, a lot of Blizzard games. I mean, I can count on my fingers. But... I still like and want and enjoy those single player moments where I can just come in, maybe put some headphones on and enjoy that. I mean, Hellblade, you brought that up for mm -hmm. a, a mid tier game at $30. That game is superb. Like I, if anybody would ask me, I would never ever play that game unless I was at my home, nobody else around me with some headphones on 5.1, 7.1 surround sound playing that game with the lights dimmed. Oh, it's beautiful. Everything they've done on that. And I feel like that art, I do feel a little bit that that art is getting lost. It's kind of the art of the single player experience because a lot of publishers are just looking at the dollar, dollar, dollar bills y'all. And that's what they're looking at. They're how can we make more money? How can we make $3.6 billion a year off of microtransaction sales alone on multiplayer games? Yeah. And, and that's unfortunate. I feel like that's kind of how, those bigger publishers are bending because they it, it's part of the industry and unfortunately it's a necessary evil but they are looking at their bottom line they want to be they want to have a great i don't know of the, a lot of corporate head bigwigs may not care so much about the game as, as much as i want to make sure that i get my bottom line and we get we we're in the black we can yeah. we're making a profit on this game when we release it no and i mean uh... I, I, it makes sense. It's just it's disheartening a lot of the times. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. I'm typing in chat. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm actually reading uh, what Ranner One Ninety Eight posted. I don't know if we're doing talk show or what, but not. But since the era of graphics are upon us, most AAA titles are making hyper realistic graphics and increases in internet availability broadband. What's going to be the next step these developers are going to have to come up with to keep pushing and challenging the game-making scene? Ooh, save that as a question. That's yes. a question. We'll save it for the end of the show. We'll get that answered for you, Rainer. Um, but it... I just don't... Like, 
I don't want it to go away. That art, like games like Persona Five, those single player RPG experiences. Um, I, I, I I shudder to think of the day when RPG makers find out, oh, dude, there's a way we can weave in this multiplayer mode, not necessarily MMORPG, but like this multiplayer mode where you can play with your friends. I mean, Final Fantasy XV is very close to that with their Comrades DLC, where you can have like three other people in play multiplayer wise. Uh, it, 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 that's exactly right. Like, I don't want that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be upfront. I don't want that. If I'm buying a Final Fantasy game that's not explicitly an MMO, don't put it in there. Yeah, I'm but, playing to play the story. Let me see what emo edge lord we have to beat now, and then we'll move on. And I, and I think the other thing as well, for as much money as these multiplayer games are making, and I, I think people in the chat would agree with me as well. My opinion: there's still some toxicity in a lot of communities out there. I oh, don't yeah. I don't go near a MOBA at all. No oh. heroes, no league, no Dota, nothing. I've heard nothing but bad things about those communities. Yeah, and and, um, and sometimes you don't want, you just don't want to deal with people's shit. And you, you like, I, I'm going to put my headphones on. I'm going to play Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm going to play Gears of War. I'm going to play Halo campaign. Don't talk to me. And that, like, regardless of the money that's being seen on this microtransaction front and things like that, there's still money to be made on the single player front. And I, like I said earlier, I really don't want to lose the art of the single player. No, I agree with you. There's too many positive experiences you can have when you're playing on your own. Sorry, but I've, I think the first time you run through uh, the mountain and I'm not going to spoil anything, but in um, horizon zero dawn, and Aloy finds out, and you and Aloy find out there's something more out there. Oh yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a moment you can't recreate in a multiplayer. The, those moments you you really can't. And like, multiplayer is fun, but unless you have friends and doing this, these other things, it can feel repetitive at times. Like, and it, I'm gonna go ahead and preface this by saying, totally my opinion, totally my opinion, but. PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, as cool as people find that game, and I see that game, and everybody's having fun with it. As being a multiplayer-only game, that loop is so clear to me. Like, seeing that loop, that I'm just like, ah, I can't deal with that. Like, I need some variety of the spice of life, as I like to say. And I've got to have something a little bit different that single-player games offer. Not saying that multiplayer games don't have their purpose. Like, Overwatch has a loop. I love the loop, but it has a loop nonetheless. And people may not like that one, too. But there's a purpose for that. Like, I told tell everybody, Overwatch is my pickup game, like... Man, I've got 20 minutes to kill. Let me play a game of Overwatch and I'm done. In and out. But yeah. when I really want to delve into a game, I look for those single player experiences like Legend of Zelda. Like Gears of War. Like doing the single player. Like Horizon Zero Dawn. Things like that. Yeah. No, I, I get you, man. It's one of those, like, typically a pickup game for me. I don't know if I got one where I, I just pick it up and play for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, TW Swordsman. In chat says, but Star Wars plus Destiny seems like a no-brainer, sad to say. It Oh, Jesus, don't do this to me. <laughs> don't make me do you, that. You got Destiny, but with a Star Wars skin, how could you not make money? Release it around the time as the next Star Wars Episode Nine movie? Boom, profit. Which, I mean... It, it, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, don't, don't count it. I mean, he, that's a good, for people for the mass. They're gonna roll out in droves for that. Honestly, I don't think so. I think you'd have an initial great sales burst, and then a lot of people end up going back to Destiny or whatever other game they're playing. 
I mean, that's what people in Destiny do anyway right now. So they play it for a while, then they'll go, they'll pull off it a little bit, play some other single-player games. Then when the next patch or next update comes out, they jump back into it. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And so, like, that's one of the things multiplayer's that loop has to be good enough that when people do inevitably leave those multiplayer games to play single-player games, they have to come back. Because that's that's what's going to happen if those single-player games aren't there to supplement when you kind of wane in and out of your multiplayer games. You're going to get bored real fast. And you're going to be like, man, I'm tired of these multiplayer games. You start noticing those loops again. And that's when you wear down a lot faster on those multiplayer games. But if you can create a multiplayer game that has legs, then when they go play those single-player games... They'll bounce back when new content's released. Hmm. Multiplayer game that has legs. Credible Threat Gaming says, hence the addition of Seasons to Destiny. He was reading that to me last night. That's a very good point. Very good yeah. point. Um, um, hey, True Love. Saw you jump in chat. Thanks for coming. Yes. Thank you, sir. Um, no. No. Let's see. Multiplayer game with legs. Yep. No. Warcraft. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, your your legs can't get any longer than World of Warcraft. But no, no. Um, T.W. Swordsman says, "Well, if it what if it was Anthem graphics, Star Wars story, and Destiny multiplayer?" First off, those Anthem <laughs> graphics—that was a vertical slice of a game that's nowhere near completed. So, uh, <laughs> eh, I believe when I see it. He said, also, look, you can't replay all the story missions of Destiny 2 anyway. <laughs> um, actually, you can do a whole chunk of them if you're doing the Ikora Ray meditations. Yeah, actually, yeah. If you do do the meditations, you'll get a couple of them. You'll replay them, and you get bonuses. Hey, pro tip for people playing Destiny 2. The gear you start out with at the beginning of the game, if you like that gear and you want it back, go to Ikora. If you do her meditations and do her rep, you'll actually be able to, over time, pick up the gear from the original armor sets in the game. They can keep it. Look, I'm this is for the people. <laughs> for, hashtag for the people. I'm trying to help them out here. Pro tip. Cameron's pro tip. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, you guys are already talking in chat. Let us know what you guys think. Um, are, with all these announcements and all these changes this past couple of months, do you, do you think that single player games are going away? Are they not? Does... Do some publishers need to figure their shit out? Let us know in chat. You can also tweet us at Rocket Punch Go if you're listening via audio as well. We're curious to let hear everybody's thoughts on this particular topic. That was topic one. Yeah. You ready for topic two? Yeah. Oh, you mean the uh, the topic that titled the episode? Yes. Yes. Are you ready for topic two, chat? I'm sure you are. Um, we're going to talk about making scary games great again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag make scary games great again. That's what we're going to roll with. Jesus. For topic two, it's Halloween, of course. So, of course, we have to do something spooky and scary. And kind of bringing up this, figuring out a topic for this, I thought, like, I remember hearing talks way back when of just scary games and games in the horror genre. Okay. Um, You guys know we'll, we'll go through a bunch of lists and stuff, but people sometimes forget that that is a genre. Sometimes we don't get a lot of games, not as nearly as much as we do like RPGs, um, first person shooters. Those tend to be the big dogs lately. Third person shooters as well. You can tag those in there as well. And I don't want to say that horror games are like a niche, but they're close. 
I think. Yeah, I mean, we always seem to have, like, this rush of games coming out in this genre right around Halloween every year. Mm -hmm. Or a huge sale, like, PlayStation's got a sale going on right now of just horror games. Fucking great. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, I I picked up, what was it, uh, Resident Evil 7 for 30 bucks. Haven't played it yet. But it's... But at least for me, I feel like maybe scary games don't get... Like... Incredible Threat in chat says scary games are already great. Internet is full of amazing indie titles and horror. Yes, you're correct. We're going to go through a couple of those, but I feel like people, sometimes those games don't get their due unless they're released in October. Fair. And like you, you barely hear about them unless it's like Friday the 13th or it's October getting near to Halloween. And I get that. As far as like mark from a marketing standpoint, that makes sense because people's minds are already like scary and spoopy. Ooh. But why can't these games shine on their own at other points of time throughout the year? And like just having a conversation like how can we hashtag make scary games great again? Well, first off, look at what Resident Evil 7 did. Because I haven't played it, but I've still seen a lot about it. They made the map a lot smaller. As far as that goes, a yeah. lot of it's in the house, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, they kind of went back to their roots. Yeah. And it like, and that's one of the reasons I decided to pick Resident Evil 7 as one of the games for Hollow Week that we're streaming this week on twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live if you're not tuning in already. Um, because I feel like that's a game, it came out early January this year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a game that a lot of people have forgotten as we get closer to Game of the Year talks. But I think it's a game that should definitely be in people's talks. This was a, a studio in a, a brand that basically Resident Evil 6, I'm not going to say anything else after that. And years after that, coming back and releasing Resident Evil 7, which is superb. If you have not played this game, definitely check it out. And uh, just putting that back in people's mind, because I think, and even then, like, I think a lot of people have forgotten it because it's a horror game because it's Resident Evil. I, I don't know. There are a lot of different reasons, but that was one of the few exceptions. I believe that, from my uh, comments earlier that it came out, it didn't need a Friday the 13th tag. It didn't need October tag in order to help sell the game. And it, I think sure. it did well. I don't think it did as well as Capcom wanted it to. And that kind of alludes to credible third gaming's point. Um, horror games don't sell. Indie will be the place to go for horror for a long while. I don't necessarily disagree with you on that comment either. Um, so, but coming back and making that, making those games relevant so where horror games don't necessarily have to pin themselves to an October time frame unless they're five nights at Freddy's. We don't care about that game at all. Um, but I mean, talk other examples. Um, the evil within two yeah. came like that was, that was like almost a trifecta. It came out on October the 13th. Yeah. In the month of October. It's a scary game. It's like boom, boom, boom. It's checking off all the list. Wasn't it also Friday the 13th? Yeah, it was a Friday the 13th. Yeah. So that should have been like, that should have sold like gangbusters, right? We haven't heard much about the sale of Evil 1 and 2. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I I love the scary game sales around Halloween because that means I can go and pick up things. Like, I got Dead Space 1 and 2 last year. Yes. Get that game. It's awesome. Like, I got them on PC, and I was like, yes, go ahead and Get buy them. those. Do it, do it, do it. 
I, there's a steam sale or something. I can't remember yeah, what. I'm sure there's going to be one soon. There's going to be a fall sale or something sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll pick those up now. You know, they're relatively reasonably priced and I can afford to throw a couple extra dollars at it. Okay. And chat's bringing up a good conversation. Uh, TW Swordsman's in chat says, so when you say make horror games great again, I said make scary games great again. Get it right. Um, are you talking about AAA or indie? Because I can guarantee you that big devs have no interest in horror games. Let's piggyback on that because that's what kind of what. Credible Threat and T.W. Swordsman and people in chat are talking about. Why is it are, are is it basically boiling down to, oh, we're not making enough money, so there's no point in making it? I, I, I could see that. Um, but hmm. as, when you have dead, the Dead Space series, if you take away three, one and two, great horror games. Alien Isolation... Um, I don't think critically it didn't get as great reviews as it did, but still a fun game. Just, you know, just know that the alien can get you when you're under the bed. It's all I'm going to say. Oh, in isolation? Yeah. <laughs> in isolation. Um, Resident Evil 7. Um, Evil Within 2. To some extent, Hellblade. It's not that psychological point kind yeah. of brings a horror element to it that is very intense. Well, aren't you also fighting your way through hell? Hell, yes. Quote, unquote. I don't want to spoil the game for anybody, but yes. Well, I, that's not a spoiler if that's the place where it's taking place here. Okay. Uh, T.W. Swordsman links to the chat the uh, Eurogamer article that the Evil Within 2 physical sales were... The physical sales were a quarter of the original. But it's so interesting because thousands of people are streaming that game right now. Now, is that because it's Halloween and it's October and people want to watch that? Or is it actually because it's a great horror game and people are wanting more of that? And it like, and not even, that's those are big hits. We're not even talking about some of the indie hits of, as of recent that I think personally have really redefined the horror genre. Um, I, I mean, number one, let's go ahead and put it on the table. I think it really all started with PT. Yeah. Um, with the <laughs> Kojima Del Toro collaboration that we will never see again, unless you're one of the few souls that still have it downloaded on your PS4. Um, I think, I mean, you think about that and kind of, um, Outlast, the Outlast series has been a really yeah. big hit at well, that. And they, it, it spawned a sequel that has done very well. And yeah. those are, those are your indie hits. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, Killing Floor and Killing Floor 2, yeah, but I, I think the reason Outlast is doing a little better in that regard, though, is they got to PlayStation Plus at one point, and a bunch of people got exposed to it, and they bought the sequel. <laughs> Credible Threat Gaming says, oh, geez, Chaz, those sales figures are probably scarier than the game. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with the, like, I, I to some extent, I do agree that, like, the indies scene is where I think we're going to see a lot more of... Not only horror games, but also defining that genre okay. and what that looks like. And it that genre, and I think one of the tricks to horror, and maybe the reason why it's not doing as great as people think, is that jump scares only take you so far. True. You want something truly unnerving that's going to require a good bit more effort. Exactly. And that's really hard because I know a lot of horror games... Not using it all the time, but a jump scare is a basis of trying to get that, ooh, you know, oh my God, I'm scared type of movement out of you. And 
it like 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 some of the guys are talking in chat I really think that having that that indie scene is going to be the place to go where they have a lot of that innovation yeah no stuff. well they're also not held down by giant budget requirements of a big AAA studio that's also true and it, and I think that's a broader topic we may have to talk about one day but that goes in the conversation of when you're when you have like we've seen a lot of indie games that seem to take a little bit more risks because some of the AAA guys are like, we want to make money, make whatever makes money. Yeah, is that a sequel to a game that probably didn't need a sequel, Gears of War four? Then yes, continue making that game. Hmm. Um. If what when you're indies, you're like, hey, let's make something original. Indies have to fight to figure out a way to stand out, and that's what's given us those games like Outlast. Yeah. Like um, like Killing Floor and some of these other horror games that are popping out, and so I think that I, I, I to some extent I would agree with people in chat. Like that is getting to that point where indie is going to be the place to go for horror games, and that makes me kind of sad. Especially like I said, I'm I was a big big fan of Visceral Games and specifically Dead Space. I loved that game, and it was a like one of the few horror games that I personally care about deeply. Like. Like I said, Dead Space 2 is probably on my, as far as horror games list, one of my top horror games of all time. The part with the needle at the end, if you know what I'm talking about, holy crap. Hmm. It, it, my memory of that was just blew me away. I mean, what, what, piggybacking off of this, we were talking about making scary games, games great again. We're going to make a case for good scary games out there. What are scary games that have been ones that you have enjoyed and liked dead space series is in my camp or I picked that one. So funny enough, when I used to hit the arcade a lot more before, you know, had consoles abound and gaming PC. Mm. One of the things that I uh, used to love playing was house of the dead. House of the dead. (laughs) Sure. It's scary. (laughs) I mean, it's more of like the, the run and gun kind of, and it's not necessarily run and gun. It's an on rail shooter, but Oh yeah. It's one of those where I, I feel like that's almost more challenging if you're on rails and you can't control your movement. No, you want to get really scary typing of the dead. What? The typing of the dead. There's a, they made like a version where you use a keyboard and you type, you don't shoot. Go. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll look at that for sure. All show. right, it's yeah. some it's something along those lines. We'll look at it later. Um, but no, that's that's a good game. I can see definitely see that. Uh, yeah, but I love the old like arcade where you drop in a couple bucks. You know, you're gonna lose it, and just pick up your little light gun and then shoot at the CRT. Yeah, a lot of that was fun for me. Never um, really yeah, get into time th- crisis. Thank but. you, TW Swordsman. Typing of the dead. It's the best. <laughs> it's the scariest. If it's hard enough shooting with a gun, now do it with your keyboard. Um, hit W, hit A, you, like they the letters come at you. You have to hit the letters as they come at you. Oh Jesus! Um, Resident Evil Seven. I like again. We'll say it. One of the best games this year, and it's a horror game. It like yeah. it, it's as Resident Evil started trending more towards the action aspect. This is literally a horror game. Like you're at on the edge of your seat for most of that game, um, and it's really. It's really, really great, and I hope that people don't forget it when they're having their game of the year discussions later this year. Like this, it's def- like Capcom definitely redeemed themselves in the Resident Evil franchise with that game, hundred percent. What other franchises does Capcom have that they could redeem themselves with? Street Fighter. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, fair. Um, what other games? Oh, um, I'm trying to think. The Atlas series has always been great. We talked about the Atlas one and two. Yeah, I've played the first one. I haven't played the second one yet. Um, I played the demo. It's even better than the first one, in my opinion. But oh, I remember that when the demo came out. <laughs> oh my God! YouTube.com slash Rock Punch Go. It's still it's still up there. Still up he there. had to put the controller down and walk away. <laughs> oh no! Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you, actually, good some good horror games. I say good, but they were fun ones. Um, Silent Hill. Yeah. Yeah. PT was going to be Silent Hills, and Konami took that away from us. But Silent you know Hills. Konami is the real horror game. <laughs> <laughs> Just Konami. <laughs> Make a game where it's Konami and you have to somehow work to get your game built at Konami, but then there's like people coming in like executives. Let's put microtransactions in the game. Come on, let's do it. Five dollars for fifty loot boxes. You can't. You can't pay it, now. No, no, it'd be twenty five dollars. Crank up the money. Crank it up. Um, TW Swordsman in chat says Lost Planet. I actually didn't. I've played a little bit of that game. That game is fun. That is from, um, that is Capcom. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. I believe um, that is a Capcom game. It was a third-person shooter. You had, like, the little mechs. You were on the snowy planet. You had to kill, like, the alien bug type stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, that was really good. The, oh, KG Unifune. Oh, yeah. Sour taste in my mouth after Mighty Number Line. I'm going to drink some water for that one. <laughs> um, well... Who else? Um, I mean, there's a lot. Like I said, Hellblade, you could technically kind of bend that towards that genre um, from the psychological aspect. You've got... Who else? You get the OG Resident Evil series. System Shock. System Shock was always a good one. Um, that's a really good one. It's really... It's almost a sense somewhat hard to pinpoint and pick some games. Um... Oh, there's a game I'm thinking of that I cannot... I have it in my head. I just can't. Oh, you know what? Here, deep cut for people in chat. Eternal Darkness. Of GameCube fame. Okay. Right, it was it was scary. Not necessarily in the sense that... Spoopy. Ooh. But like, the crap that it would throw at you. Where at random times as your insanity meter went up. The game would go to black screen. You couldn't see anything. It acted like it couldn't save. It acted like it corrupted your save. And yeah. all this weird, crazy stuff to kind of mess with your mind. That if you didn't know going into that game what it was, you were just like, what is happening? I lost my game. This is ridiculous. Ah! And then you like, no, it's you're going insane. I remember playing that game. That's a super deep cut. That is a great pick. That was a really great game. I had a lot of fun playing that. I was just looking into it. Technically, wouldn't Last of Us be one? Eh, you're splitting hairs. You're splitting real... I would not fold that into the horror aspect. Maybe from a... Oh, dude. One of our best uh, streams ever. Left for Dead. Okay, sure, yeah. It's zombies, horror game, uh, first-person shooter. Uh, no, uh, I'm only saying that because uh, you know whatever his name that I killed that everybody Nick. loved. Yes. We love Nick. No, no, you love Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I killed Nick. Um. Oh, Jesus. Street Fighter's not a horror game unless you're looking at the current state of the game. Ooh, but ups. Burn, Capcom. Um, 
That's right. There is Dead by Daylight. That did come out. Oh, that was good. I heard that was really good. I haven't had a chance to play that. I've seen some good uh, streams of it. Okay. Okay. It, but um, I don't know. Just there are a lot of gr- great horror games out there, and I think that it, it, it may be very well based on chat, based on what we talked about. That indie may be the place that horror games survive and thrive. Um, because big budget titles don't want to take a chance on those games unless it's October 13th or Friday the 13th or October, unfortunately. Um, Resident Evil 4 is king. I played that on the GameCube back in the day. That was fun. That was a good, fun game. I would, again, lean more towards action on that one. Um, Alien Isolation. If you like if you like Alien, that was a good game to pick up. It was definitely better than Colonial Marines. It was fun to watch you play it. Every, of course, every time it's always fun to watch me play a horror game. Um, what if they made a Dino Crisis horror game? That would be cool. I would love to bring Dino Crisis back. That's a series that hasn't been touched in a while. That's True. Really cool. Um, man. <sighs> Wrapping this up, let us know, people in chat, people that are listening via audio. What do you guys think of the state of horror games and scary games? What can we do to make hashtag make scary games great again? Let us know in chat. Let us know on Twitter at Rocket Punch Go what your guys' thoughts are. As always, we are definitely interested to hear those. Ooh, Parasite Eve. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. I really liked Parasite Eve. It was really good. Fair enough. Really, really good. Um, so, that's the end of our topics of the show. We actually did get a question. Um, remember, as we said at the top of the show, if you have any questions for us and the Rocket Punch crew, you can ask them during chat over on Twitch, and we will answer them at the end of the show. I'm going to scroll back up here to um, what Will read earlier from Rainer198 on um, Twitch chat. Um, uh, I don't know if we're doing talk show or whatnot, but since the era of graphics are upon us, most AAA titles are making hyper-realistic graphics. And increases in internet availability, broadband, what's going on to be the next step. These developers are going to have to come up with... Oh, read this, make sure I'm reading this right. Most AAA titles are making hyper-realistic graphics. And increases in internet acti- availability, broadband, what's going to be the next step these developers are going to have to come up with, to find, to keep pushing and challenging the game-making scene? Um, ooh... What do you think? As far as what they need to do? Like with, I think what Rainer's asking is that with the advents of like technology is getting better, games are getting more hyper-realistic, we're getting more broadband and connectivity out there. What are game developers going to have to do to keep games fresh per se? Or, um, let me go back to his question. Um, what are they? What are they going to have to come up with to keep pushing and challenging the game industry, the game making scene? Um, as far as that, honestly, what's old is new again. A lot of people are going back to the sixteen bit style as far as graphics, especially the indie scene. But yeah, and I think I'm not really seeing anything negative out of that. But I think that I think that will work, but it only goes so far. True. But I mean that as far as like across the board, because we could look at things like um, going back to our prior topic. They could do a total remake of the Castlevania series. Man, that would man a lot of fanboys would pee their pants if that happened. Um, I'm just saying, as far as doing that, but making it so they do um, what's the the episodic nature? Yeah. So you okay. do like. Okay. Episode you, one, episode two, episode right? Nine. But you do it where you hey, have to log in. I, I see you, Final Fantasy VII remake. 
<laughs> no, but um, one thing they could do is if you have fast enough internet, mm-hmm. you do it so you log into the cloud and it's rendered on the servers and you just see it. TW Swordsman in chat right. says game processing in the cloud. That's not a bad idea, but again, that is going to depend on when people start getting faster, high-quality internet and broadband connectivity because still, in the U.S. at least, a lot of people don't have great, reliable internet. William is one of those people who does not fall in that category anymore. <laughs> yes, I'm going from that measly 6 meg DSL into true gigabit internet. I cannot wait. Credible Threat Gaming says, anybody remember the commercial for PS9? That's the next step. Console turns to dust, goes up your nose, and connects to your brain. Sure. I like I like TW Swordsman reply. So cocaine. <laughs> I feel this water on my feeder. Um, what's the next step? My thought is that I don't. I believe we are getting to the point as an industry where the next step will not be necessarily like more hyper realistic graphics in the way we've been seeing it now from you know, 8-bit to 16-bit to 64-bit to 128 and so on and so forth, um, but that we're going to see games that are much more detailed, mm-hmm. um, higher resolution, like they can capture more images on the screen. Yeah. Um, we've seen like... More I think enemies on the screen. The, the revolution that's coming next is the tech behind the graphics, like... You're going to have much more enemies on the screen that look more detailed on the screen than they have before. So instead of 100 people now that look pretty good in The Witcher 3, I'm just picking a game. You know, Now Cyberpunk 2077 has 1,000 people on screen that look even more detailed than the 100 before. I think that's going to be the push there. Um, I, you know, depends on how you feel about it. I believe that the next advent is as people get faster and better quality internet with the advent of gigabit you're going to see those higher resolution games like full 4k games on consoles being streamed i mean the xbox one x is a step towards that future um i think we're gonna i think based on how the industry is trending trending i'm not going to be surprised as people get better internet we are going to go towards a digital future oh yeah i mean but i'm gonna have to go to T.W. Swordsman's uh, last one. The Switch is more the future. Make games with graphics decent enough that you can just take everywhere. Personally, I'm with him on that one. I I don't disagree with that. I don't think that's going to be the whole picture. Because of PC gamers and PlayStation 4s and Xbox One Xs, uh, I'm almost leaning towards um, another... Credible Threat Gaming says um, much better AI using quantum processors. Uh, That's definitely, you know, nothing too Skynet-y developers but um i think something a little bit long more along those lines is definitely worth um something checking out and seeing it games are gonna get i think it's the point games are they're gonna find ways to make the games look better but i think we are getting to that point if we haven't already where games are just going to it's going to be much harder to tell if a game looks better than the previous generation. And it's going to be more focused on like, look, we had a hundred enemies on the screen. Now we have a thousand look at stuff like the nemesis system yeah. um, where you have kind of deeply ne- networked and integrated AI that does all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see stuff, not exactly like the nemesis system, but similar in AI processing on um, 
other games that come out. Mm-hmm. I think that's the future. I think that's what we're going to, and I don't, you know, I actually am totally fine with that. I think, I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm, I don't want to say games look great enough now, but there's always room for improvement. But I think that for to really show, especially us needy gamers, why you should buy the next iteration of Gears of War 6 or Halo 6 or Horizon Zero Dawn 3 or something like that, they're going to have to add those in in order to show this is why this is better than before. It's not just because it looks prettier and her eyes sparkle. Stuff like that. Oh, Jesus. Chaz, no. What's Nemesis that? System and Breath of the Wild 2 confirmed. Boy. Nintendo's crazy enough to pull it off. I don't know about that. <laughs> or Nintendo's just crazy in general. How about that? Yeah, that's more realistic. So. Is that it? Yeah, man. I think it is. Are we done? Oh, I guess we're done. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. This has been episode 81 of the Rocket Punchcast. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. All of our viewers that are on Twitch, everybody that is listening via audio, we thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find all of our content over at rocketpunchgo.com. It's your one-stop shop for all the content we make. You can always you know, get ready for Hollow Week. Make sure if you haven't, go ahead and favorite this channel. Uh, be a follower on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive so you can watch all the streams all week and know what games we're tuning in and showing you guys and maybe get a chance at winning a game. You never know. Um, definitely, if you are wanting to help a great cause, be on the lookout, get ready, go ahead and start donating and helping out spread the word for our Extra Life campaign, rocketpunchgo.com slash extra life. That's where you want to go to hear about how you can pick up one of our awesome t-shirts where all the proceeds go to extra life charity. We don't make any profit on those shirts at all. Um, if you just want to donate, you can donate there. Uh, we're going to be releasing, um, somewhat soon. Once we get some final finalized plans here, who's going to be helping out with the streams and some of uh, the schedule where we will have a schedule because it's 49 hours. God bless us. Uh, so you guys will know exactly what's going to happen each um, in every hour during that weekend. So definitely mark your calendars for that. And, I'm going to give it to Will because he always likes to remind the people. Go ahead and put that plug in there because you know you want to. So if y'all don't mind, if you like what we're doing and you listen to the podcast, please like and subscribe. All that fun jazz. No, but seriously, if you can give us a review, it really does help with the discoverability and it helps us grow. Be it constructive, positive, however you want to go about it. If you don't tell us how we're doing, we don't know where to go to get it better. Yep, exactly. A TW Swordsman, just st- follow ro- twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. You're going to get all the awesome streams from Halloween this week. And follow us on our podcasts. We'll have special Halloween themed episodes here and conversations that you definitely want to be a part of here. But with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in on Twitch and everybody who's listening. Until then, farewell. Bye, guys. Ooh.